Hello and welcome everyone to the Evolve podcast, supporting you to rise above all your limits, connect with the power of your soul, and give and receive more love in all forms. I'm your host, Tanya Penny, occupational therapist, intuitive guide, divine channel, and author of the Connect with the Divine You book and journals. In today's episode, I will be focusing on understanding anxiety. And when I say anxiety, you know, this emotion, I look at it as being on a spectrum. So anywhere from, let's say, mild worry, or just just worrying about something, all the way to the extreme end, which is panic and, and the emotion of terror and anxiety, you know, People can rate that on different levels as well, just anxiety in general. But I, I see it being on a, in, on a spectrum from worry all the way to the extreme, right? The PTSD, panic and terror. So I want to talk about what is at the root. And I feel like it's really important that we do that so that we then know how to support this part of us that is having this emotion. Again, whether it's worry or whether it's PTSD terror that's being triggered. And I just wanna share that, you know, I didn't realize how bad my anxiety was or that it was constantly running because it was my baseline from a very young age, given, you know, given the experiences that my soul chose in this lifetime, I've had a, you know, a ton of negative, quote unquote, negative experiences that have caused me to have this anxiety running constantly in the background. And, you know, it's still, it's still there. Is it as bad as it used to be? Sometimes I'll talk a little bit more about that um, in a while. You know, I'm at the point right now where I don't, you know, wh- why am I sharing about this? Because I, I intimately know anxiety. I'm at the point right now where I don't take any Western medications for it. And yet, um, you know, I really am using a lot of the tools, mostly the tools that I have created um, in order to heal my own, all of my stuff. And those are what I use on a daily basis. So I'm going to be sharing, you know, again, what is at the root and then how you can go deeper into healing it. Okay. So yes, what is at the root? So I think there are two main root causes of anxiety or whatever emotion you want to, you want to label it worry again, the spectrum. So the first one is fear of past negative traumatic things. You might call them traumatic things happening again. So just the fear of it possibly happening again can cause this emotion to be either there all the time or stirred up in certain, you know, when certain things happen in your life, it can be triggered and, and get bigger. Right? So it can feel the fear of it happening again can cause the worry or the anxiety or the panic and terror, or it actually does feel like it's happening again right now. 
So something might have happened today or yesterday or tomorrow that is similar to the negative thing that actually did happen in the past. So again, either the fear of it happening or it there is something happening right now in your life that is triggering that worry, anxiety, fear, um, terror again. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples. Some that are, you know, past for me, but some that are also present for me. So, hmm. I want to, before I give the examples, actually, I want us to take a step back. So again, we're not, we don't feel safe. I just want to make sure to say that there's a part of us that doesn't feel he or she is safe. Okay? You're either waiting for the shoe to drop or you have perceptively, you know, it has dropped again, something negative and whatever's happening in your life right now, you don't feel safe. A part of you, I like to say a part of you doesn't feel safe because a lot of times something will happen and there's a part of us that knows, of course, that bad thing is not happening again. And it's not going to happen again. Yet there's a part of you, that wounded part of you might be your six-year-old, your four-year-old, your 10-year-old, your 12-year-old that either is afraid it's going to happen again or thinks it is happening again right now. And so it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel, um, it could be something related to shelter, like not having our basic needs met, right? So shelter, food, clothing. So sometimes people that have um, some money issues right now or perceptively have money issues or afraid they're going to have money issues you know, feel like their, their shelter, food, or clothing is going to be affected. And then there's, of course, feeling safe, protected, right? And as children, we did need other people to help us protect ourselves. And one of the big things we're going to do as we move forward with this is learn how to soothe ourselves and remind ourselves that as adults now, we can, are capable of protecting ourselves against most things. Okay, now I'm going to move to the examples. So I grew up with a lot of fighting, yelling. So it was very loud in my house. Things being thrown, um, doors being punched, walls being punched. Um, so my environment from a very young age was that of chaos and I, you know, not feeling safe, even if it wasn't directed at me necessarily. Even if you grow up in an environment like that, now mine was extreme, right? Mine was extreme. Yours might've been less extreme than that. But just think of as a little child, like if this is going on around you. So I'm super sensitive to noise now, whether it's a loud vehicle and I'm walking on the street and all of a sudden, you know, this loud vehicle comes by, I get startled. I feel, you know, I feel my body tense up. Um, if there is a loud noise in my vicinity, like if I'm in my, you know, my home, like right now, and especially in the middle of the night, if something loud happens, I, it really, it really can trigger me still not, not as much as the past necessarily, but, um, but it still does. 
So some of you, like me, grew up in a home or could have happened at school as well, where you were criticized a lot. And maybe you were called names, maybe you were teased, maybe you were shamed. So there's that. We're afraid, again, that we're going to be criticized or called names or shamed, or maybe it is happening, actually. So that rejection, that criticism, um, you know, anytime I'm going to record something like this, even, there is a part of me that is very afraid that I'm going to do this, I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be criticized publicly, right, publicly. So um, it didn't just happen to me in my home, it happened to me publicly, not just by my parents, but it, in school, um, I was teased. So, um, and criticized and called names. So another example might be, maybe you were actually physically and or sexually abused. And so there's, you know, there's a fear of that happening again. And that's kind of running in the background, or maybe, maybe it's not running in the background. Maybe you actually know it, um, know it's there. Um, another example, I talked about home before, like having a safe home. And I definitely didn't feel like I had a safe home as a child. And it's interesting that um, a couple of things lately have triggered me. So lately, there's been more loud noises above us. So somebody lives above us right now. And there's been more loud noises than normal. And I've been more triggered. And then there's also, um, we need to move out of our current place by the end of this month. And there's a part of me that is super afraid we're not going to find a new place to move into before then. And like, we're going to be homeless or something. And intellectually, I know that I can have, uh, we can go live in an Airbnb, right? Until we find a place. So in Hawaii, I don't know, I'm in Hawaii right now, you guys on the big island. And it's really, um, it can be a little challenging to find a place. There's not a lot available for rent. Um, you know, especially if you want to spend other, under $5,000 a month. So, so yeah, there's, that's been triggered for me lately. So it's so interesting that I've been guided to do this podcast on anxiety because I've been dealing with more of my own lately. And so this homeless fear and where does it come from? Now I forgot because I had repressed the memories. I was actually, I did feel homeless several times as a child. Um, my parents would split up and me and my mom would go live at my grandma's and I wouldn't have my own room and, and my own bed and be living, you know, sleeping on a mattress in the living room. So even though we had a place to stay, it wasn't like a, a home that I felt safe in my home. And then I also didn't feel safe in my actual home when I was there. So I have kind of a double whammy with that, that I'm healing these deeper wounds right now, um, which is why I'm doing this podcast. So another one for myself and maybe some of you is we either felt abandoned and or not protected as a child. And now there might be something happening now that's triggering that. So one of those things um, for me, uh, there's actually two pieces, right? I, I did feel abandoned and not protected by my mother growing up when, um, you know, the, the abuse with my dad was going on and she knew about it and didn't stop it right? I ignored it. So I did, I felt abandoned and not protected. And so now I'm super, let's say sensitive in my female friendship, right? When, when things happen that are 
or afraid those are going to happen. They haven't happened, but there's that fear that that's going to happen. So not trusting, right? And then with men, you know, I have a really, I'm going to say I have a pretty strong um, fear of losing my partner, especially the closer I get with them. And that is because I also felt, you know, abandoned and betrayed by my father several times growing up. So, and right now that's being triggered because my sweetie is having a medical issue and there's a part of me that's super afraid he's going to die. Now, in reality, is he going to die from this medical issue? Really unlikely, but that is still there. Okay. So again, I'm giving you guys these examples because it might be something that is actually happening for you that's triggering it, or it could just be the fear of it happening. Right. And um, so just take note, you know, we want to, we want to, anytime we have this emotion and it gets amplified, we want to ask ourselves, right? What is this part of me afraid is going to happen? And it's always connected to something that happened in the past. And you may remember it and you may not. So really looking at what's happening now that's triggering the emotion. Not stuffing it, not avoiding it like we were taught to do because we couldn't actually do anything about it back then. Right. A lot of us actually left our body disassociated. So I can still, that can still happen for me sometimes too. When the anxiety, the terror, the, the panic gets too high, um, I'll actually start to feel my hands and feet will start to like tingle, go numb. My lips, that'll happen as well. And I know that that's a sign that I'm, it's, it's hit this, this huge limit and I'm, I'm disassociating. I'm trying to leave my body because I'm so afraid. Because as, again, as children, a lot of times we couldn't change the situation and the emotion was just too intense. So there's a lot of us who've had, whether you've been diagnosed with anxiety disorder, like I have or not diagnosed with PTSD or um, the new C um, chronic PTSD, C PTSD or not, um, this association might be something that is something you want to work with and that's happening for you. Um, just being aware of that. All right. So, yeah. So just acknowledging what is at the root when you are feeling this emotion, that is step one. And then what is that fear, right? What, what is that, that thing that it's, you're, you're so afraid it's happening or that it's going to happen because we need to know that in order to then move into what I call soothing, right? Supporting and soothing that part of you, which is what we really want to learn to do in order to help that part of us bring down the worry, the anxiety, the panic, the terror, okay, the fear, the extreme fear. So another piece, so that's, that's, I would say part one of what's at the root of anxiety for many of us. And then there's another piece, I'm going to call it part two. So when these things happened to us in the past, these negative or traumatic, scary things happened to us in the past, what we did, not consciously, most of us, this was not conscious, we, we adopted or took on a coping mechanism that we thought would help us to avoid it in the future, okay? to avoid it from either, to either stop it 
to avoid it from happening again. And I call these things the three P's. They are patterns that are pretty much everyone on the planet has taken them on to some degree. Some of us really extreme, depending on our past experiences, how, how intense and extreme they were, um, how negative, how traumatic they were. Um, but pretty much everyone on the planet has taken on these. So for those of you that are new, I'm going to just briefly go through them. Okay. So there's the perfectionist, the part of you that is, that thinks there's a right or wrong way to do something and is really afraid of making a mistake and failing. That's the perfectionist. There's the people pleaser. So we think we need to make this person or everyone happy. We need to do whatever it takes. Walk on eggshells. Do, don't do. Whatever we think is going to make that person happy. And again, usually it started with our parents. It might have been siblings, other primary adults, a teacher, another caregiver, like a babysitter growing up. And that we have to please this person so we're not punished. Okay, so bad, so something bad doesn't happen. Again, all these, these, these three patterns are driven by that fear. Then we have the, <clears throat> what I call the pretending to be superhuman. We have to do certain things. We have to achieve certain things. We have to save or fix someone in order to, again, stay safe. All of these patterns we took on, some of them stronger than others, in order to keep us safe. Now, here's the deal. They might have actually kept you safe, but for many of us, they really didn't work. But we did them anyways, hoping they would keep us safe. Right. So I would really try to be perfect. I would try to achieve. I would try to please my mom or my dad so that World War Three didn't, you know, happen at the house and wasn't directed towards me. Right. So, again, it's so interesting because we originally took on these patterns to avoid the negative or bad thing from happening as adults. They are actually also at the root of our worry, anxiety, fear, panic, terror. So again, I'm going to give you an example, right? I was criticized a lot growing up. So anytime I do something like this video, right, this, this podcast, especially if I do something new, I have this fear come up in me again that I'm going to do something and someone's going to criticize me or someone's going to embarrass me or worse, right? So it's, it's crazy, right? That we take on these patterns to avoid it, but now they're actually causing our anxiety and our worry and our fear, because here's the deal. We know on some level, there is no such thing as perfect. Everyone has a different idea of perfection. Every person on the planet, if you ask, has a different idea. So it, it's impossible to be perfect. It's it, it's impossible to not, quote unquote, make a mistake or do something wrong. We're human, right? And I also don't believe there's mistakes. It's impossible to please every single person in your life and also please yourself. Impossible. And that pretending to be superhuman, you're not. I'm not superwoman. You're not superman. And what happens when we 
push ourselves too hard is we burn out, right? And, and all these patterns just cause an extreme amount of pressure on ourselves. And they're not even usually working. They're not attainable and they're not working. So this is what is at the root of anxiety and whatever words you want to call it, worry, fear, PTSD, wherever you are on the spectrum. And some days it might be, you know, for me, some days it's a, it's a mild worry and some days it's a medium anxiety. And then some days, uh, like last week, it was like PTSD, shaking, um, heart racing. It got really bad. Um, so again, we always want to start with not ignoring it, but let's go in and show up for that part of us and ask. So just when this happens, just closing your eyes, putting your hands on your heart or wherever you might feel that quote unquote negative symptom in the body that's letting you know that you're anxious. You're on the spectrum of anxiety. Putting one hand on the heart and another area, I would say for me, like I said, my um, I was having that numbness and tingling. So you can either put a hand on that area or just bring your attention to that area. So just giving that part of you, just say, I hear you, I see you, I feel you, this part of me that is feeling anxious or worried or afraid and not safe. I'm here for you. I hear you, I feel you. And breathe and just let this part of you know that you're here for him or her. It might also be helpful for you to ask, how old is this part of me that is having this emotion of anxiety on this, you know, whatever worry, anxiety, fear right now? How old is this part of me? If you get a number, great. If not, that's okay. There's no right or wrong. You just continue to breathe and be with this part of you. Placing a hand on the body where you feel the sensation, the feeling in the body that's connected to this emotion is showing this part of you that you are physically showing up for it. You might do that for a few moments. Again, there's no right or wrong. And then you want to ask this part of you, what are you afraid of? What do you think is happening? What are you afraid is going to happen? And see what they tell you. And this may take some time for you to hear something. Some of you will see it. Some of you will hear it. Some of you will be shown an image. We all get our guidance in different ways and it can take practice because we've been avoiding doing this for so long. We didn't know how, right? So we stuffed it. We tried to, you know, lots of us use lots of different stuffing mechanisms to, to stuff our anxiety, whether it's food or alcohol or shopping or staying busy, focusing on other people's problems, um, trying to control other people. So, this is a new way that we're learning. So it's going to take practice and patience, right? So again, asking this part of you, what is he or she afraid of? 
that is happening or is going to happen potentially. Another question might be what 3P pattern is really activated right now? Is it your perfectionist? Is it your people pleaser? Is it, is it the superhuman that says you've got to do these things or else something bad's going to happen? And then once you know what that part of you is afraid of, then we can go into soothing that part of you, right? Soothing that part of you with what is true now. It might be, you know what? We're not going to be homeless. I know you might've been homeless. So I'm, I'm just sharing what I've been using. I know that we felt homeless in the past. I know we didn't have a safe home in the past. But we are, we do have a safe home right now. Even if there's some noises, our home is safe. And yes, we need to move out by April 30th. And even if we don't have a new place, we can live in an Airbnb for a short period of time. And we know that our something, eventually our higher levels are going to bring some divine new home to us. Of course they are, right? We're not stuck in that chaotic, oh, that, that childhood that we were, you know, that's not what's happening right now. I promise you it's not. So being able to soothe that six-year-old or that 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 18-year-old part of you, right? And having to soothe, right? Our sweetie is not going to die from this medical. It's, it's so unlikely. It's so unlikely that he's going to die from this, right? So again, first we let that part of us know that we hear it, we're here for it, we feel it. We listen, we ask, what is it afraid of? And then we begin to soothe it. And so for those of you who would like to learn that soothing technique and go deeper into this, I would love to have you join me for the workshop, the Healing Anxiety and Depression Workshop. We're going to be going deeper into how to soothe these parts of us. It is, I believe, a essential. I wish they taught this in school, right? Um, maybe someday they will, but it's essential that we learn this now for ourselves so we can be that divine parent to ourselves and then also be able to teach, if you're a parent, be able to teach others this important skill of supporting and soothing Right? It's essentially what helps us to heal these wounds. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this, for watching this. Feel free to share it in whatever way you would like to with anyone else you feel that could benefit from this information. And I also just kind of want to add in there that a lot of times we will take on the physical. I talked about heart racing as a physical sensation and my disassociation, my numbness and tingling in my hands and my mouth, another really common symptom, physical symptom of anxiety and terror and fear and worry is we will either gain weight or lose weight. So that's one that I've also had to really, um, that I've struggled with on and off throughout my lifetime. And you know, even now, as I'm going through these deeper layers of healing these, this part of me that's afraid of being homeless and this part of me that's afraid of losing my sweetie, 
I've actually put on some pounds just in the past couple of weeks and nothing else has changed except my anxiety has gone up again, right? So I just felt like that was important to put that in there as well, okay? All right, you guys, thank you again for being here. Feel free to share this in whatever way you choose. And I also just want to add in, because I think it's important, right? We're, we're here to help these wounded parts of us to heal. And then also, we don't want to spiritually bypass, but we want to acknowledge that on a spiritual level, we have asked for all these experiences, even the really terrible ones, so that we can overcome them. So we can show, prove to ourselves how strong and powerful we are as souls. And once we move through this, so many of us listening and watching this um, are what we call the wounded healers, right? And we're meant to do this healing for ourselves and then support and teach other people how to do it as well, empower ourselves and then empower others to do it as well. That's why we've chosen these crazy, um, many of us, these crazy, really intense past experiences and, and traumas and wounds. All right. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you and supporting you soon. You can find all the ways below this video or this recording. Bye.